0: Darling, I was on a vacation recently and stayed at an Airbnb. And then I realized that while I was away, my empty house could be making money, honey. If you're someone like me that is busy and not home all the time, your home could be an Airbnb. And it's actually pretty simple to get started. Even if you don't have a whole house, you could start with just a spare room. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You ever own something that inspired you to up your game? We spend so much time in our cars. It's nice to have a car that makes you feel good. It's giving me like, you deserve to take care of yourself, girl. Honey, I just love Alexis Lexus because it's giving luxury. It just gives like, nice. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. And the features on this GX, honey? Available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Available front row massaging seats. Ooh! Available 33-inch all-terrain tires. That's wide! Available multi-terrain select. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, brace yourself, get it together, I'm joined by Nancy Whistle, winner of Great British Bake Off, Series 5, where we discuss all things Great British Bake Off, and essentially, like, the, the question of this episode is, why are you such... A badass. Nancy Burt Whistle. For like the first like 10 months, I was hallucinating an age that wasn't there. <laughs> I kept wanting to say birth whistle. The first like the yeah. first like that was like in 2014. And I'm trying okay. So welcome to getting, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Ness. and I just I want you to brace yourselves if you're in the car, if you're driving, just prepare this is of all 100 plus episodes i've ever done honey this is the one i've i've literally been waiting for this episode since may of 2018 <laughs> just like shallowly like from when i was supposed to come with queer Eye, but then i didn't get to come and now like it's finally happening here in front of my face it's welcome nancy burt whistle <gasps> i can't believe that you're finally here so you know First of all, just so that everyone understands, you obviously are one of the most iconic winners of Bake Off of all time. In America, we call her well, I call it the Great British Baking Challenge. Turns out we don't even call that it's not even that name in America. It's like the Great British Baking Show. That's right, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. And then over here it's Bake Off. Bake Off, yeah. So and you so why is it that on Netflix that it seems like it's series? One, but it's or no series five. How does that work?
1: Well, what happened, Jonathan, was um, I was series five. The the four series before that, the first two were on what's known as BBC Two, which BBC One is the main channel, mm-hmm. and but Bake Off was on BBC Two um, for the first four series.
0: Oh, wait, what all four for 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 the first oh. four,
1: and then for series. Was I series five? Yeah, and then for series five, they decided actually the viewing figures are going. It was no, so no, huge! No, this needs to go on to BBC One. This needs to so be. So you were the
0: first season that was on BBC One. Yes.
1: So I think that's probably why, because it was the the first series that got big viewing figures. So I think probably Netflix thought, well, we'll go with that one.
0: So I'm minding my own business. Yeah. My friend Patty tells me about this baking show. I'd never even really like. I mean, I love to eat baked goods, never knew that I wanted to, like, watch I Like, I didn't know that, like, I was going to be into a competitive show about it. I was immediately obsessed. Wow. Like, immediately obsessed with the concept of the show. Like, I couldn't turn it off. And the whole season was out by the time I started watching it. And I instantly fell in love with you so much. And I wanted you to win so much. And you just, like, so, I mean, what happened? Like, you're just minding your own business and you see, like, a, an... And but it was already popular here for four seasons. So how did you get in there? I wasn't even
1: a fan. I didn't. I had never watched Bake Off for series one or series two. And then my sister in law said to me, "Are you a Bake Off fan?" So I said, um, "What is it?" Because I was, you know, I, I didn't really watch it. And um, real
0: nonchalant, as yeah. we saw that you were.
1: And and I said, "Oh, I'll start watching it." So I started watching series three. Quite liked it, but I wasn't like mad and i thought but then i thought quite arrogantly i could easily do what they're doing
0: i guess you weren't too arrogant though honey
1: <laughs> i thought i could easily do what they're doing so i watched probably from the middle of series 3 through until the end and got and um, i started to embrace it because you get you get to know rooting the for someone yes, yes. And you start to get to know the characters and you're interested in the challenges. And so I decided, because I just recently retired, absolutely hated it, by the way. Because you were,
0: uh, <clears throat> before Bake Off, you were... I
1: worked in the health service. Yes. And, and so, anyway, I was watching this show and quite liked it. And then for Series 4, I thought, I'm going to apply
0: and so you just thought online how to?
1: I thought, what do you do? Oh, so I went online. There's an application form. I filled it in. Long form, about 16 pages long. Woo!
0: Yeah. and What were the questions? Just like, do you bake? Just, or are you do, good at...
1: Yeah, what's, biscuits. What's your favorite biscuit to bake? Well, do you, you remember me- what you said? Oh, I think, because I thought I'm going to say something like that's really hard.
0: Oh, <laughs> smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart.
1: So I just put tweel. Twill oh, oh, those are
0: so hard. Those little baby Pringle looking ones Oh, those are so hard. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, those really and stress me and out. I thought, oh, Twill, I'll Wait. sit. <clears throat> oh no, I'm not gonna jump the gun, not gonna jump the gun.
1: So anyway, I filled this farming and and I remember sitting there, and it was one sort of 5 pm one day, dark nights, it was winter time, phone rings. Um it's the Great British Bake Off here. Um we want to
0: ask you a few questions. Was the number blocked? <laughs> Was it private?
1: We want to ask you a few questions about your application. So I said, oh, yes, right, yes. So so they wanted to ask me a few questions. Didn't tell me whether I'd got them right or not. And and then they said, right, we'll, we'll maybe back in touch with you. Then I got another phone call saying we want to audition you. So I said, right, fine. So I started telling everybody. I told everybody. That I'd got this audition. I went to Birmingham for this audition <gasps> and came back. And I thought, What was the
0: audition like?
1: It, well, actually... was there a lot of other
0: bakers? It,
1: unbeknown to me, Paul and Mary had never ever been at an audition before, but they'd gone to this one. Oh. And, but they'd gone because they wanted to see what the process was all about. So Paul and Mary, I thought, must be at all the auditions, but they weren't. It was a, totally a one off. And they're sitting there, and I had to go in with this with these scones and this bread that I've made. And Paul Hollywood said to me, um, so why have you underproved your bread?
0: I'm not surprised. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I said, oh, and I thought, well, I didn't know I had. But anyway, I, I'd
0: sort of... Did, so, you, so you felt, <clears throat> did you agree in, in, in hindsight that it was underproved? yeah, yeah. yeah. That's big of you.
1: But what happened, Jonathan, after that, because I was convinced, I was convinced I was going to get on because then I got another audition for what is as near as, damn it, a, a technical challenge. And what we were in sort of this college, 12 of us, and we had to do this technical challenge. And I thought, well, I've done that. All right. I know I've done that. All right. And um, that was all with cameras. And that, was as-
0: any other people there that ended up making the show? Yes. Who? Who? um Howard oh my god but Howard Howard and I met he was the one who went um didn't he go kind of soon
1: well I you see and then I got home convinced I was gonna be successful and then I got a phone call saying I'm sorry you're not on the show so I said oh and I, (laughs) I got myself totally convinced I was gonna be all right and so they said no I'm sorry you're not You've not been successful. Oh. This was this was in the February. So I said, look, can I ask for some feedback? Is it because I'm too old? And they said, no, no, no. Basically, it's because your bread was crap. So I said, oh.
0: But not from the technical, from the initial one? Yeah.
1: So I said, right, okay. So I thought, do you know what? I am going to do bread for a year and then I'm going to apply again. Because p- people do apply again. And so that's what I did. And I and so I had to go through the whole process again, application form, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Only this time I thought, I am telling nobody. Because if I don't get on again... You know, if you don't get on the first time, it was like, well... It's like when you don't get a job and you say, actually, I will not bothered, I didn't really want the job anyway. Um, and so I thought, right, I'm not telling a soul. I'm not saying anything. And then I got on and... Couldn't believe it, Nancy, but I knew, I knew, I'd nailed bread, and I realised looking back, if I'd lots of things, if I'd got on to series four, it would have been on BBC Two, and I wouldn't have got those big viewing figures, and look, I probably wouldn't have won it. I didn't think I would win it anyway, but I probably but you needed that experience. I needed that extra time to to. Perfect, really, what on you.
0: But by the time you got on, you were, like, very much expert. It felt expert. I mean, for me watching it, like, there was other people where I would, like, you could kind of see it going off the rail. But I just, I remember the, I think really for me, and I think I've said this to you in direct messages 18,000 times, but for (laughs) me, the first time when I really knew I was, like, head over heels in love with you is when you use the microwave to get (laughs) yourself out of a pickle.
1: Yeah.
0: So what was was that? That was, like, episode Four two. When was that? What was
1: it? it? It was probably.
0: It was. It was for bread. It was episode it, three. Yeah,
1: it was rushing the bread through because we were on. You know, any any of those bakers in that tent could do it if you've got the time. And what they do as the weeks go on, they squeeze the time so that you're under so much pressure. And of course, once somebody gets into a downward spiral, and the nerves kick in, the cameras, the camera crew are around because they want
0: that. That's I great hate, telly. Yes. Oh, but that's so stressful. like, on Queer Eye, like, if I'm doing someone's haircut, and, like, I can feel, like, if I'm, like, oh, like, I guess, like, I've had, like, a few times on Queer Eye where I was, like, like, I'm, like, okay, excuse me, I'm just gonna go use the restroom, or, like, oh, my microphone is, like, I'll just be right back, and then I have to go into the back room, and I'm, like, get these cameras away from me, like, I can't focus, I can't even hear myself think, like, I, it's like I, I can tell it's not going well, but you can't do that on competition. No, no, and and you know what would
1: happen is if something started to go terribly wrong, and it did for me actually in the semi final because I'd melted some chocolate, and
0: semi final episode. Semi
1: final was entremets, yes, and it was a nightmare. And I honestly thought, and the reason. That was my worst week of all the weeks and the reason being because you have to take your own kit because obviously you've been practising and this that, and the other, so you take your own tins. And I, we had to make twelve entremets, and I could only find ten tins. Oh yeah, because your was, husband
0: made the cute little head cutter yeah, opera thing, the little guillotine. Yeah,
1: and I was like in meltdown. And the crew was saying, "Well, see if we can find you some different tins." I said, "There'll be no good because they won't everything, match. They won't match. Everything's got to be for these tins." And then it just shows you what when your head's gone, how things are, get silly. Because why? Cause, what would you have done? Because they were there. So why couldn't I find them? Do you know what I mean? So they were there? Yeah. So I had more nerves when it was semi-final week than I ever did in the final.
0: Because it was Chetna,
1: Chetna, you. Louis and Richard.
0: Louis and Richard. Richard was really good. I mean, everyone was really good. You
1: see, Richard.
0: um, Because he was the one who kept winning winning every time. But he kept winning and winning. But he
1: got nerves in the final. And Mel said, as we were walking in the tent, she said, One of you will get nerves. She's one of you will get nerves. And um and it was Richard. He was a mess.
0: And he was so kind of cool, calm, yeah. and collected. But you were too. You were very cool, calm and collected.
1: Yeah, it and I mean, I don't know where that came from because I was just and I mean, people have said to me, you know, you had five hours for that final showstopper. Don't you want the toilet? Don't you want some food? And you mm. but just in the your, zone.
0: Because it was like 12 scones, 12 biscuits. Yeah, it was a like classic, the last show stopper. Yeah.
1: And, and the signature was, uh, the technical challenge was 12 scones, 12 mini Victoria yes. sandwich cakes, plus the jam, 12 tarts of citron um, in two hours. And your
0: tarts of citron were like the only ones that worked. Yeah. yeah. And no instructions. So how does that work? <laughs> so in the technical challenge, so the first one's your signature, you get to practice. Like you like so if, yeah, the first and last you can practice, so that's up to you. So did do you only get that a week before? Or do you like before you know you're on the season, do they give you all twelve?
1: I thought this. As a viewer, I used to watch and think, oh well, one's gone home. That means the others must all be given next week's challenge. But no. I found out I was on the show in the March and filming starts at the very end of April. And from mid-March to the end of April, you have to submit all the bakes for the first nine weeks. because So you submit a signature and a showstopper. You do two weeks every week. So oh, and you, can't,
0: and you can't so change it, it?
1: Yes, because if, say, if we're both in week one and I see you do raspberry and diamond, and I think, oh, I'm going to do that next week. Oh, you well, can't. you can't you, uh... because you've submitted everything. Which is good.
0: But that's even more inexcusable when those people don't fucking (laughs) practice and you know,
1: what have you been doing? I mean, I was everywhere. In fact, the, the final week when, because it's quite a good story about the final showstopper, because the final, you're not given that week in advance, you're given that the week before. And they said, right, for the final, we want 12, no, 24 Viennoiserie. Didn't know what Viennoiserie was. And for the showstopper, the five-hour showstopper, we want a pièce Monte.
0: Yes.
1: And I said, "What does that mean?" And so they said, um, "Well, it, it's it, you know you, you have to, in five hours, produce uh, caramel cake, biscuits, petit four, the choux petit four Yeah. So we had to no. You, it, was,
0: it was the shoe pastry, the last one.
1: Yeah. And so f- we went home and we all had to decide what we were going to do. So I thought, I'm going to do a- my garden and I'll do a cake as- for the garden and then I'll do a shoe pastry tree because it had to be 30 centimetres tall. Oh. I'll do caramel garden furniture. I'll do fours as little um, uh, flower tubs. And for the biscuit, I'll do a crazy paving path. They'll love that. So I submitted it all, sent the recipes in, and then I was going to get my roots done, Jonathan, because they were <laughs> And I was off to go and get doesn't my roots done. when you had longer done. hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got a phone call just as so I was walking out the house, and they said, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Why? I said, that's what I said. I said, why? So they said, it doesn't fit the brief. And I said, but why? And they said, well, because this isn't a pièce monté. A pièce monté would adorn the centre of a French banqueting table. And and so it should be tall and in your face, and it should be, you know. And so I said,
0: oh, I, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and so I said to Tim, I, Do you know what? I'm not going. I said, I, I can't do. You were just any at the more. end of your rope from the yeah, stress. Yeah. I said, I can't do any more of this. I'm not going. So he said, Look, go and get your hair done and just have a think about it. And so I'm walking down to the hairdressers and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And they said to me, we suggest you Google it and have a look at what a pièce monté is. Well, of course, when you look at anything, it they were so sort of ornate and I thought, I don't know what to do. And I got into the hairdresser and um, and I'd been telling Charlie about what, what I was doing. That's your hairdresser? Yeah. Oh. And she said to me, um, what is a pièce monté? So I said, it's French, Charlie. So she said, well, what have you been thinking of? I said, well, I thought maybe a windmill, because there is a local landmark that's a sort of windmill. So she said, well, what about a French windmill? You know, the Moulin Rouge. Oh, I said, your Moulin
0: Rouge is so good. I said, get
1: me out. Get this out! Get out! I know exactly what and I'm And remember do. when your,
0: when your, um, the one broke, but you re glued it back together? Yeah. Now, Richard did the, didn't he do like that, that cream thing where you lowered it down yeah. and they were not having that? They were like, it's too like man made. And then you did your gorgeous Moulin Rouge. And wasn't it ginger biscuit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, there was a ginger biscuit, um, thing. And then there was a cake. And there was, and because it was Moulin Rouge, I wanted it all to be a bit sort of burlesque and a bit, so there was, um, Uh, slow gin truffles and I wanted it all black and red, but this is a funny one. You know the um, shoe buns around the middle? Yes. Well, originally they were black caramel. So it was red cake, black caramel, and then red sails. And it looked beautiful because I had three goes at making that. And with the black caramel on, it looked gorgeous. And then... um, I said to Tim, eat one of those shoe buns and tell me what you think. So he, he said, these are absolutely lovely. But as he was talking, his teeth were black. And I thought, can, <gasps> can you, imagine you imagine Mary? Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> oh no. So, so I can't do black. You should have given like some black ones and they just like given it for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> just for yeah. Paul so he could have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh my God. Okay, we, we, uh, you know, we have to take a really quick break. We'll be right back with more getting <laughs> curious and a literally Nancy Burt was all right after the break. every month because, like, yes, good credit. So let's, like, do try to do that and, like, making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. They always say trust your gut. But one time, my gut told me to bleach my eyebrows. And that was fashionable, but not widely well-received. While probiotics can't help you with most of your gut decisions, it can give your gut a little bit of support. And Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Did you know daily disturbances like poor diets, stress, travel, the use of certain medications, and plenty of other factors can throw off your gut microbiome? Oh, no! Enter Ritual. Their Symbiotic Plus has been a gorgeous tool. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 25% off. Uh, welcome back to Getting <laughs> Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. We have Nancy Burt Whistle. We were just talking about the finale. So obviously, you know, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Tin Gate. Freezer Gate. Yeah, yeah. Poor baby. Ba- so so basically, it seems like everyone gets along really well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like everyone loves each other. And wait, in your season, we didn't have Did we have, like, any of those, like, little babies? Like, because there's always, like, a baby every season. There's always, like, Martha. Martha, yeah, she was so good because she was, like, studying for her school exams. And she got fifth or fourth, right?
1: Yeah, and we tried not to swear in front of Martha. And we used to say, Martha, close your ears. And didn't she just get married? Yeah, she got married in April. And everyone was there. That was really good content. That was a really... It wasn't Diane there, too? Yeah, everybody went there. Was Tim... Yep. Yeah, we all went. So it was, they just—it's so,
0: brilliant. So basically, so let's. So we we have to go back. So it's the Alaska episode, right? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, I'm literally getting a heart palpitation thinking about it, and it's a hot day, and you and you made like didn't you make like a papaya?
1: I made. Um, mine was called. Um, uh, what are those a summer pudding baked oh, a Alaska. Pud. So it it was it was on the BBC. The BBC had it as a sort of. Um, screensaver thing for a while because what I did was um, colored this meringue to make it look like fruit juices leaking through Yes, and then fruit around the edge so it was very pretty
0: did you win that? who won that t- who won that baker or who won that um, who was our baker that week? I can't remember I need my breakdown yeah um, <laughs> So, but you're minding your own business. Yep. You're focusing on your gorgeous Alaska. I can't remember where you were on the floor in relation to where they were. Weren't they they were both on the right. If I was looking at the TV, they were both on the right. And weren't you in the back left?
1: You see what yeah. And what happened was, um, we'd all been allocated in the daytime a freezer between two. Really and quick th- before
0: you tell me the story, I want you to tell me the story like as from where you were like standing. Right. Like right. you're minding your own business.
1: Yeah, I'm that. So our freezer's there. And I'm sharing the freezer with Diane. So anyway, <laughs> I know.
0: You were and, right there. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God.
1: So that we were told by the crew, right, it's a hot day. You've got to make baked Alaska, which is essentially ice cream. And you've got your ice cream machine. And you have to share one between two, your freezers. So we said, right. So we're all getting a lo- around quite nicely. And then all of a sudden there was this explosion over at the other side of voices. But, of course, when you're doing your own thing... You're in your own world. Um, and there were cameras moving around. And, to, and anyway, with that, Diana, who actually was in a bit of a fluster herself, she got her... And mine was in the freezer... And she kept opening the freezer door to get hers out, to mess around with it. She was messing around with it with the freezer door. Because she had a good under.
0: Alaska that she, week. She, yeah. yeah, her sheep was really good.
1: And I said, Diana, if you're going to mess around with it, why don't you put it on the
0: worktop
1: and mess around with it rather than work with the freezer door open? Because everything's just going to get too warm in there. So she had a oh, good idea, and a good idea. So she got it out, and she's messing around with it. In the meantime, Ian comes from nowhere and unbeknownst to us, what had happened over at the other side when there was all this, one of the freezers had broken down. And so they'd said, probably a bit unfairly, you're going to have to find somewhere else to put your... To put Ian. So there was Chetna running around looking for a place in a freezer and she found a place in a freezer. And Ian was the other one running around with a place. Look- and he opened our freezer. and By this time, I was doing something else. So, um, And he opened the freezer door, saw a space and put his in it. Which is fair enough. Because Diana had taken
0: hers out. To because like work she it. was
1: working on yeah. hers, you see. And she didn't see him put it in there. I saw him put it in there, but again, didn't really attach much importance to it because I was busy yeah. doing my own thing. And then um, Diana, when she'd finished working on hers, went over to the freezer and saw that her place had been taken and took it out and put hers in. and But it was literally seconds. And... Then there was all hell let loose.
0: So he realized that she did that, and it was his melted by the time he, he his was already melted by the time it, he realized. I,
1: yeah, and and but it was they say that it was only about ninety seconds. It was out the freezer.
0: Oh really? So it was they maybe say, that. Already, I
1: think the edit it
0: was unkind to her more yeah, because it was yeah. already melted. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, and I think Ian would say himself, he was trying to freeze, I think it was something like sesame seeds and honey. And,
0: and honey, honey, is,
1: honey doesn't freeze very well anyway.
0: Also, I mean, they found, like, intact honey in, like, King Tut's tomb from, like, 4,000 <laughs> years ago. Like, that shit, it's like a roach, like a food. Like, yeah, I feel like it would be hard yeah. to make it, like, change state. And I
1: mean, there, were, there was no bad feeling at the time. Nobody...
0: There wasn't on that day. There wasn't
1: any bad feeling. So then
0: did Diana really have a family emergency then the next week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. Because I, because that went over my head for like, because like, I think I was just like so enthralled and binge watching it so hard. Because like, I think I literally watched your season like mm, twice a day for like, Year, like two years, like even when new ones would come out on Netflix, I would just keep watching because I just like knew my friends and I just like knew what to expect and I loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't occur to me until like halfway through. I was like, oh my god, she's gone the next week. Yeah, and, and what? And but that wasn't an unscripted TV thing. She really did have an actual yeah, family emergency. We
1: we, we uh, she was poorly because we were they used to take us out for a meal on the Friday night. We all used to arrive Friday night. All go out for a meal, and then we're in the tent half past six the next morning. And
0: you don't really sleep in that house next no, to the tent. No, we were in a... I did kind of want to imagine yeah. that you guys were all, like, running around, like, having fun at that little, like, building at night time.
1: No. no, we we were palmed off to a sort of, you know, plastic hotel. Plastic hotel. Yeah. And um, so, we, but we'd all gone out for this meal on the Friday night, and we're in this sort of Thai restaurant. And then we'd gone up to the bar to go and pay at the end of the night, and Diana's and you know when there's a bar and there's a mirror and you can see yourself in the mirror, and I'm sort of like this, <laughs> and Diana's next to me, and then all of a sudden she wasn't there, and she she had, but she'd had some sort of funny thing, and she'd fallen on the floor and taken a nasty um, bang to her head. She oh, ended up sh- in the hospital.
0: Shit.
1: Yeah, she ended up in the hospital. And um, and when I saw a fox, I'm not very good with emergencies. And when the ambulance men came, they had to see to me first because I was I was just fainting on the because I can't stand Ooh, blood and she things. She had blood when
0: she fell. Mm,
1: yeah, she was poorly. Yeah.
0: Wait, you were a nurse, though. Wait, what? No. No,
1: I wasn't a nurse. No, what did you do? I was, I worked in management.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, you were an uh, administrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked in
1: management, so yeah, not very good patients.
0: So, so, I mean, I mean, if you guys haven't watched Bake Off, like, you have to watch it. It's, like, so incredible. But one thing, I was, I was so happy I got to meet your husband for just a second, because in that finale, when everyone does their little backstories about each other, like, yours was So sweet. (laughs) And you can tell how much he's just your cheerleader. And, like, you guys are just so supportive of each other.
1: He's just like a proud parent. He'll say himself how much. And he goes, and I said, "Don't, don't keep going on about. Things. And he says, "Yeah, but it's it's so fantastic. It's
0: so fantastic." I mean, fantastic. you fucking won Bake Off for Christ's <laughs> sake! I mean, it's got to be so proud. But, yeah, I think he. he yeah, I and then you so. also were doing because you already were like a dog agility per. Like you already yeah. knew how to like train dogs before. Cause yeah, because yeah. I, I remember that was in your little baby story. But then tell me about Wilfred.
1: Oh, Wilfred. <laughs> We know we've got Wilfred. He is like a donkey. He is is enormous, but he's still a puppy, and so he's because he's
0: new. He's a new addition to your family. Oh
1: God, yeah! And I say to him, I say, Wilfred, I say that I'm going to call you Wilf when you're a good boy, and Wilfred when you're not a good boy, and you never ever get called Wilf because you are (laughs) just—he is just naughty all the time, but in a child-like way.
0: He's so cute. What's your advice for, like, for people to have dog? Like, what's, like, what's, like, a dog advice thing that people... Because I feel like you're just kind of an expert at all things.
1: I think the danger... And it's a bit like children. It's about consistency. Like, if you say one day, come on, you can sit next to me on the couch. But then when friends come, no, you have to sit down there. The dog's not going to understand that. So, yeah, ha- it, it's... It's about being consistent. So, what's
0: Wilfred's couch rule?
1: Wilfred is not allowed on the couch, but there is a couch in the conservatory that that is a sort of. We walk straight in there from out of the garden, and he can sit next to me in there if I've got my gardening clothes on. And but if we're in the best room, he knows that he can't sit on the
0: couch. So wait, I mean, because you live in what's your town? It's it's north. I mean,
1: it's called Hull, well, it's called Barton. If it's north of England. But the nearest big city is Hull. But
0: aren't you and Tan from, like, the same, like, like because, you know, Tan's from, like, Doncaster. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's not that's not far away. It's
0: not far? No. So, would you guys have similar accents then from, I mean, obviously, I've, like, listened to you both, but, like, are those accents similar or are they really different? I can't remember. He, they're similar. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. Tan is, like, a kind of, like, yeah. a man version of, like, I feel like you guys say similar things sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's got, he's got a sort of what I would call a West Riding accent.
0: That's Um, because he lived in America for so long?
1: Maybe. But I I can tell there's that sort of northern twang to his voice, yeah.
0: (sighs) Ah, ah. So, um, okay, wait. I got off track because I started thinking about Tan and then I got distracted. Oh, yeah, your house. So, I love your house. (laughs) I love – so, I followed – I started following you as soon as I found you on Bake Off. And I've always loved your gram. I've been, like, just – cheerleading your gram so fucking hard for so long i love it so much but one thing that i've really been loving lately and my it's it's my mom and i's new big point of contention in our relationship because like we haven't had one for so long so my mom's biggest point of contention is now is that she is like still stuck in like a and also, you guys, like, don't judge my mom. She can't help it. She's, like, a child of, like, I the 70s, my, 80s. Well, I
1: but am, plastic. Like she's but America. it's, like, so
0: plastic bottles. Like, I'm all about, like, I, I have my reusable water bottle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm really into it. And I love that you've adopted that. Like, you're really into it. Like, what what was your cause I, I I love, I love the I'm just gonna tell you all the things that you do that you love, and I want you to talk about all of them. That's one. The other thing that I like is that you are into baking like yummy things, but you're like a kind of a harm reduction queen with your baking, which I love Har- through the crumb, yeah, and it's like you like you you'll have the cake, but you'll like try to figure out ways to like do a little bit less sugar like you'll have your cake, but you'll like you try to like figure out a way to make it like mm. a little bit less you mm. know like it's still yummy but not so much intensity on like the sugar side of things. Mm. I just like that you are into, like, an idea of, like, bettering yourself and kind of, like, in a harm reduction way. Um, like, you don't have to, like, never eat cake. Just, like, can you do exactly. it a little bit more? Like yeah. And and I like how you're doing that with your reusable bags because I feel like that's kind of similar. Like, you're just figuring out how to better yourself. And yeah. I want you to tell it, me about all that.
1: Yeah, and I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not doing it for me and I'm not even doing it for my own kids, but for grandchildren, they're really into it, you know. They really want to know and, um, and I think if people will have a go at doing it themselves. So I'm trying my little Insta posts every day to simplify it, to say, you know, you can easily make a cake. You can, because the tendency is then that you want cake, so you go out and buy it. And goodness knows what's in it because it has a shelf life of about three weeks. And oh, and all, that's not
0: normal. No, no. So what do we do to put, what do, what do you think is, is, is just preservatives?
1: Yeah, preservative and stacks of sugar. Stacks of sugar, so it's because it's pres- a, sh- a, a preservative. So it's everything's loaded with sugar. And I'm thinking, and it tastes so much better if you've made it yourself.
0: Um, you definitely feel like you've earned it more. Yeah,
1: and so many people are coming back and saying, show me pictures of what they've made, and this was so easy, and I never thought this would be. And that gives me such a lot. You oh. know, I get such a lot. Of, but then it's like you with your um, social media, Jonathan, because you have to keep feeding it. And and I'm thinking now, you know, I've set myself up to put something on every single day. Yeah, it's you did. P- it's a piece of work. But
0: I need that because I love it. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for the info. But we have to take a really quick one more break. And then we're going to be right back with more Nancy Burt Whistle right after this. If you're like me, the threat of fascism is weighing on you this year. But even when the F word is uttered, way too few of us are considering the full scope of the danger, let alone how to really stop it. The Refuse Fascism podcast, hosted by Sam Goldman, names it, dissects it, and connects in-depth analysis of what fascism is with the understanding and urgency we need to defeat it. And she is joined by great guests to discuss the threat of civil war, attacks on abortion rights and trans rights, Trump and the Theocrats, Project 2025, efforts to erase history and critical thinking, and much more. Check out recent episodes featuring Kathleen Ballou, Jeff Charlotte, Sarah Posner, Wujahat Ali, Dahlia Lithwek, and many more. Subscribe to the Refuse Fascism podcast on your listening platform of choice or go to refusefascism.org slash podcast. Welcome back to Getting Curious. <laughs> this is Jonathan Fanness. Um, So you, because you do do like teaching like stuff with your grandkids on the ground, which I think is so cute. And I also love that it's like, you know, knowing what's in your ingredients, empowering yourself to, like, make things yourself. I think that's cute. But you lately have been talking about, like, you've been making your own, like, bread like bread containers and, like, reducing plastic use. How did that get on your radar? Was it, like, was it followers that were like, oh, that's a lot of plastic? Or did you just kind of, was it the thing for the grandkids as well? Like,
1: I think it, I mean, it's, I think a lot of it was watching um, the Blue Planet stuff, you know, and seeing these poor turtles twined up with oh. all this plastic and, and. And, and I thought, I am the world's worst for single use, plastic piping bags, single, you know, cling film stuff. I was going through reams and reams of it, reeling it off and using it for everything. And so 1st of January this year was my New Year's resolution. I did my little video, you know. I loved it. And said, right from today, hashtag sling the cling. And I am not going to use it again. There's a full roll on the wall. I'm not going to use it and so I made myself look for alternatives and it, it, you know where I would have a bowl of some ink just wrap the cling around it now I just put a plate on it or um, and it works just the same and it works just the same and things like wrapping up dough and uh, so I made myself some beeswax
0: wraps those beeswax wraps that content so is popular. amazing
1: that was and I, I, so I feel you could even do I think
0: like you could even do more of those
1: yeah and you could give them as as, I mean that went storming. I no, that no, it. it
0: was it's it's it was one of my favorite things you've done. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was fucking genius.
1: <laughs> well, I th- and the thing is, the mistake I made because I sent off for beeswax pellets, these little tiny pellets, for uh, three pounds ninety nine. I don't know what that would be in dollars, but but I looked at these beeswax wraps to buy. For five pounds each. And I thought, well, I'm getting a bag of pellets here for 3.99. I don't know how many wraps I'm going to get out of it. I got like five wraps out of it. And I thought somebody is making a fortune and you can just do it. And, um, but I was playing around. I'd not done it before. And, um, but that was really popular.
0: And I really like how you clean them as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's a really good example of, I mean, I do want to go more, more, more back into the specifics of like how those like work, but it's like, I just think that's, I, I think I forgot that you did it for New Year's. I think I just remembered, like, that you started making more of, like, that sort of mm. content that was more from, like, a use less perspective. And I just, how has that made you feel, like, even on, like, a confidence level? Like, that's cool that you set a resolution. It's October. You're all Still up in it. the resolution. <laughs> Still on it. That's, I mean, is it? has it really been difficult? Have you had moments where you were like, oh, fuck, I just want to use the cling wrap? Like, <laughs>
1: I, no, because I think anybody that knows me would say, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do
0: it. Hey, I saw your season. I know that <laughs> dogged determination that you have. Your husband told me about it.
1: I thought, if I am gonna, if I say I'm going to do it, I'll do it. Even if, you know. And things like little um, shower caps, you know, that you get in yes. a hotel where they just go in the bin. I now take them home and I use them to cover
0: balls up instead of the cling film. Oh, so, like, that's, like, kind of, like, for your, like, your former cling wrap addict. Like, you can still kind of get a little bit. You're like, I'm reusing. It's one of the R's.
1: Yeah. Wash that and use it again. But the cling film, you'd never do that.
0: Because, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle is, like, an under, like, I don't think about that enough. And I think that's good, or it's it's good to think about it more. Like, can yeah. I reuse this? Yeah. What other things have you thought of in that vein? Uh, but nothing if you're going to spoil your content, because I don't want to, we can't spoil your content.
1: No, no, I mean, it's the natural cleaning thing, as, because uh, that really isn't having to look at, alternatives it's actually going back to what i used to do when i was young
0: which is more vinegar with, based.
1: The, and the bicarbonate of soda and all those natural cleaning products that now actually, that's how
0: you clean your sink that, yeah. that sink thing right what <laughs> watches all these things yeah so what's the bicarbonate then <laughs> what is that it's it's because that's how you clean it. you guys like you can clean your like oven racks with that and yeah yeah and I just, watch the shit out of your Instagram. <laughs> I have for a long time. I love it.
1: Oh, the oven shelves are marvelous.
0: Yeah, they're so sparkly in your pantry. <laughs> so okay, focus. Right. So what's bicarbonate then?
1: Bicarbonate of soda is is what, the chemical name? Is it just sodium bicarbonate? And it's a and cleanser? Then, and then because somebody, you always get them, don't you, on social and said to me, how do you know that this product is environmentally safe? Right. And I thought, well, I don't really. Yeah. So I started looking at it to find out what it actually is. Does it leave anything in the water? Yeah. Yeah. And everything leaves a footprint. Because, yeah. Because, I mean, this factory's making this stuff. so yeah. So everything leaves a footprint. But I think it's derived from something like... Oh, I don't know if I'm right here, Jonathan, but somebody will correct me. It's something like burnt roots of something. So it's, it's 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 a chemical, but it's probably not a harmful chemical in the same way that bleach is. Or
0: like a sodium lauryl sulfate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know sodium lauryl sulfates? So you're, you did a really... Okay, well, here are some of the things that you cover on your Instagram that I'm obsessed with. How to make preservatives. Yep. Love your preservative stuff. I love... Any and all of your hacks, but one thing that I remember from your content last year that I was obsessed with was your pantry, like your pantry journey and your garden journey. But your so, do you clean your pantry like once? some, like, how do you do that? Oh, it it doesn't get
1: done as often as it should.
0: Does it still look like it did when you left it on that last bit?
1: It it probably needs some attention.
0: It I could use needs... a, I could use a part two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll do, I'll make that a priority. I well, really liked
0: being in your pantry, like yeah. on your Instagram.
1: Yeah, because the, the house that I live in was built in 1903. Really? So obviously before fridges and all that sort of thing. So that pantry is north facing, which means it never probably gets above about 12 degrees, even on a really hot day. So it's the, oh. the house is really well designed. I'm
0: shook right now. <laughs> So in 1903, in the United Kingdom, they would build houses with like north-facing pantries to, to keep them less. Cool. F-
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And the north-facing pantries, like, like right off your kitchen, so it doesn't have like windows or. It's something? It's got
1: a tiny window that never gets sunlight. Only gets natural light. Never ever gets sunlight.
0: So the because if it's used- north facing, yes. the sun rises in the east. east and sets in the west. Yeah, and so- it never
1: never gets any sunshine. I mean, they were so clever about. That sort of thing.
0: And not having electricity and stuff.
1: Our house did have electricity, so it must have been sort of an eco house at the end of its time.
0: Very Downton Abbey. (laughs) Did you watch Downton? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I loved Downton. I'm restarting at season four because I was so upset about Sybil and Matthew (laughs) that I had to take a little break. So I didn't watch season four. (laughs) And then I watched season five and six, but I never watched season four because I was just like... Too messed up over it. Now, have you seen the movie yet? Yeah. I wouldn't see it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But it was good, right? Yeah, it was, was good. Was Maggie Smith just incredible in it's it?
1: Just, it's all fantastic. And I mean, you've met lots of people. <laughs> but I love I love uh, Maggie Smith.
0: Me too. Me too. Me too. She,
1: she's she's, she got some great one lines. Oh, uh, her one line.
0: Them. No one yeah. doesn't... Okay, so now this is like... Here, sidebar. So, when... Bake Off went from BBC to channel four. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not following. I, I loved this show so much, and I'm I cannot support this Team Melon Sue Mary Berry forever. Fuck this, fuck that. I'm done. I have four seasons of it. And I also made me feel bad for that one cute boy who won that season that was like in the betwixt season that didn't really get to be on Netflix or because it was like that betwixt season. It was like John. Yes. John Waite, yeah. And because there was like the older, like there was like the, the one queen and then like the younger queen, and like, didn't the younger queen end up winning? Yeah. 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 That's right. Your, yeah.
1: Brendan. Yes. Brendan, who'd got Star Baker like every week. And yes. I, and I can remember thinking, oh, God, he's got it again. But then John went out to win it. Yeah. 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 Because
0: yeah, he was really just Star Baker in it up that season. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to watch. I can't follow because I love Mary Berry and Melon and Sue. Then after like three weeks, when the, when that first season came out in America where it had switched, I was like, every night, like, you know, Satan was just in my ear, like, honey, you better watch. Like it's it's right there. It's like, they're not that different. And so then I started. And they really just use the same music, the same opening. I mean, it's literally the same show, but yeah. with just, like, three separate people. And it taught me a good lesson, honey. Like, don't ever be a bitch on set. Don't ever be a nightmare. Because if you're a part of an unscripted TV show that has a good working format, they will replace your ass so yeah. fast. The brand is strong. And people will still watch. Yeah. I, it worked for me. I couldn't help it. So we did that happen to you, too? Like, you yeah. still love it. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, obviously, because I'd been on it, people, there were all sorts of papers and the press and saying what do you think about channel 4 what do you think what do you think and I said look I don't know until I see it and then I watched it and I thought actually it's fine do
0: you still so so do you still like the show as like a fan do you still watch it I still
1: watch it um I, I think that some of the episodes I think because they did something last season where I think they went outside and they had to make something around bonfires, and I'm thinking this isn't really baking. Can't make yeah, it sometimes
0: it's like hard to like reinvent the wheel.
1: Yeah, and but then you know I don't like ever criticizing anything unless I haven't also got a solution. I thought because that, that's it's not helpful.
0: Don't no But But that one episode where they were like the frying episode, I was like in Benjamin's season, I was like. Why are we frying so much stuff? (laughs) Yeah. That didn't feel super baking adjacent to me. No, no. Not that I'm like talking shit, but like whatever. (laughs) So, okay. Okay. We can also just like cut this right on out, but I just have to ask. All time baking challenges that I've seen. So from season five on, all the ones that I've ever seen. Has there ever been an elimination where you were like, they got it wrong? That is, they, I just, I just fundamentally disagree. Like if I were Prue.
1: I, there was, and you probably know more than me. Doesn't? I just said
0: mine, Benjamina. I thought that season, I did not think Benjamina deserved to go that yeah. week.
1: And there was another time when somebody got first in the technical and then they ended up leaving. And I can't remember who it was. But I think if you get first in the technical, you should be safe. Because that should be a
0: cute little get, get out of jail free card.
1: Because that is real exam conditions. That is really testing your skill because you haven't a clue what you're going to be up against. And, you know, if it's something that you can practice, like the signature or the showstopper, then it's about how much you've practiced and how much you can perform on the day. If you can get first in a technical, I think that should be, like you said. You got a
0: lot of technicals.
1: I got. You were like a
0: queen of the technicals of your season. I
1: I used to tend to be in the top half.
0: And then, um, okay, another question favorite technical of all time that wasn't in your season just from like a viewer's perspective i will re-wet your whistle if you are having a hard time remembering okay so phyllis's season with when they had to do those those two swiss rolls and then cut them up and then make it look like a brain with like that purple <laughs> I filling remember that one. it's like it's like it's like these like two like strawberry like raspberry like swiss rolls and then you have to like line it on the bowl and then put that like purple filling in it and then like flip it over
1: i'll tell you which was my favorite technical so much so that i went out to buy all the kit were um, chocolate tea cakes. Chocolate tea cakes were probably series three or four. You maybe didn't see it, Jonathan. I need to see uh, and that. They, and they had to um, line these tea cake moulds with melted chocolate and then they had to fill them with marshmallow and then put a biscuit on the top and it was ripped and they were, there was chocolate everywhere. Remember and it was, your
0: self saucing pudding. <laughs> Your pistachio self-saucing pud, but it only were, was used. They they weren't melt. They, you had one that was melting that day. Yeah,
1: and and but again, that was that was um, because they'd said, and I said, well, the trouble is if you don't cut open a self-saucing pud straight right away, away. Okay. on only continue so, okay. baking. So
0: they said that we have to wrap it up, but I'm, I need to do about like ten more minutes because I'm just not done. This is Nancy Bertwistle's episode, and I'm not going to be <laughs> rushed. So. Because I've thought about that. What if yours would have been gooey if they would have cut yours first, but if they start at the front of the tent and then yours keeps baking or whatever, but would they say that's kind of on you because you should have pulled it like a few what more they, minutes I, early? I
1: think at the end of the day, the conditions were the same for everybody. Will and, they tell
0: you when they're coming to judge? They're like, hey, we're going to start up here for a signature bakes. Um,
1: I think to be fair, they did sort of say, you know, but you see the, the judging doesn't happen straight after the baking. Because they clear up. They clear all the mess up and all that sort of thing. But I think for the self-sourcing puddings, what they said was, we're going to come around straight away because we know if we don't cut them out straight away, they're going to continue baking and then they'll be solid on the inside. And mine was solid on the inside. You had one that but was Paul Hollywood it. said they're dry and they were not dry. So I told him.
0: <laughs> um, so, wow. So, okay, so you win and I... I don't know. I mean, I almost, like, my voice just shook thinking about it. When you win, it is, like, <laughs> it's one of the most emotional moments. And I'm, like, on Queer Eye. So, like, I have seen many. And I mean, I was so happy for you. So happy for you. And I think that it kind of, like, like, I thought it was interesting at the beginning of the podcast when you said, is it, can I get feedback? And I thought it was interesting that you were, like, is it because of my age? And I think that culturally, like, we are so, women are specifically, are so... There is age discrimination is so incredibly real.
1: Yeah. And I think in um, because I thought your book was interesting when you talked about your mum having to work so hard to just keep her head above water as far as the rest of the workforce. And I think I can relate to some of that because certainly in in sort of the 70s and 80s, if you were a woman that decided to go to work, then family couldn't interfere with it. Kids' sickness couldn't interfere with it. School runs couldn't interfere with it. You've taken your job and your job comes before everything else. And that's fortunately turned on its head now and there's work-life balance and all this sort of thing for young people at work. But And I think that is now part of my how, how I operate. I mean, I always think that, you know... And then reading your book was how that feels for the child because mum's always out of work. And I thought, actually, I feel a bit guilty of that because my kids were, you know, I was out at work and they were doing... Because I think the, the edited version of me on Bake Off was very much that I was this stay-at-home mum and I'm surrounded by baking and the fire's going. I worked full-time for 34 years.
0: I thought it was kind of... Well, I guess throughout the season, I, could, I understand that edit, but by the last episode, I feel like I kind of understood that it was like, if it was your job or training animals or gardening or baking like whatever you set your mind to like you had always been an example of that so i think your kids have to look up to you. i immediately just like looked up to you and just thought you were so incredible and i just have always been such a big fan and and seeing you win rightfully so and i think just like so deservedly like it just turns all of that on its head and i think just the whole age discrimination thing it's like you are the best you were the best Absolutely fabulous. And I also do love that show. I didn't even mean to say it. And, like, I'm literally in Britain. Like, that's so fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know. Um, But, yeah, I just think that I just, I really only brought that up just to say that, like, you go. And I love that story. And um, so, but Bake Off changed your life a lot.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: Because, like, now you're just, like, a social media maven. And also, you do lots of other stuff now.
1: Well, you see, I I... Well, I, I totally, totally underestimated the power of the media. I was going in that tent every week, and I'd got to know the rest of the c- crew. Because was so- it coming out
0: as you were on it? Like would would would, would, a, would a week come out, and then you would be going to the tent the next week, or was it all shot and then it came out later?
1: No, no, no. It the final was filmed on at the end of June, and the. Then it went on the TV in August and the final was the 8th of October. So we had to keep it a secret oh. for a long, long time. And um, and I totally underestimated the power of the media because, I mean, we used to arrive on the Friday night and they used to say, right, we want everybody's phone because you can't have your phone in case you take any photos. Well, I didn't even have a phone. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, you're all right, Nancy, you don't. You know. and, and then... Of course, it came to the end. Then we had some sort of media meeting. And they said, you know, you ought to get on social media. And I said, well, I don't really know what it is. And so they said, well, we'll set you up a Twitter account. By this time, i would got an iPhone. And we'll set you up a Twitter account. But I just sat passively looking at these numbers going up didn't engage with anybody, didn't like anything, didn't retweet anything, didn't say anything because I didn't know what to do. And I just saw the followers going up and up and up. And then after Bake Off, then they started to fall off because I wasn't doing anything. And I was told that actually um, being the winner, you'll get a book deal. So anyway, I started to see publishers and they said, well, we need about 100 recipes. And I said, well, I ain't got any because the recipes that you write for Bake Off are the property of the BBC, so I couldn't use any of those. So I said, well, I'll need time to do that. Well, you know, we've only got a year, really, because you're... Anyway, I had an agent, have an agent, and she said to me, well, you can do so much more than baking. You know, you... Why don't you stay in it for the long haul? Build up your social media presence. And I said, well, how are we supposed to do that? I didn't have an Instagram account, and I didn't have a Facebook account. So I'm... I then it was probably nearly two years since I'd won, and I hadn't, I was going to food shows and doing, but I didn't really know what, what I was doing. And then um, I decided, it was put to me at a meeting, um, you need to be on social media, you need a social media presence. And I said, Well, how, nobody's going to want to look at selfies of me, for goodness sake.
0: Sometimes. I love your (laughs) pictures when you post pictures of your outfits. I love it. But
1: I find that, you know. That could be.
0: Honestly, Nance, here's the thing. I love all of your content. I really do. I could almost, like, fucking give you (laughs) notes on it, like, without even, like, having a phone in front of my face. Like, I love your content. But you are absolutely beautiful. Your style is impeccable. (laughs) No, it is. You have, you always look amazing. And I think that being confident and being beautiful and confident in your beauty is like we all need more of that Mm -hmm. so like post a selfie tell us how you did your eye makeup like that i want to know how charlie does your hair it always looks amazing i loved it long i love it short i love it all the ways why did you pick that necklace how are we putting our clothes together like yes queen
1: (laughs) that's totally a pillar of
0: your social media you don't really get into but like when you wore that one dress to that wedding in like switzerland or italy or something a few weeks ago i loved that photo
1: (laughs) Oh well, thank you. That could be yeah. something
0: that you like that you could do a little bit but more. So, going there. But
1: so much is is young, beautiful people, and I'm almost like. Oh, I don't know about That's exactly
0: put. why I think you should do it more because you're a beautiful person. And I think the age is like so irrelevant and yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's something that you could like really help remove the stigma from. Like you're one of the most active, engaged people that I, I mean, you are literally one of my favorite accounts I have ever followed.
1: I mean, I love social media. I love it. Um, and it is addictive. And it
0: comes through though in your content though, that you are passionate about what you're doing and that you care. I love that. That's mm. really special, and I want you to keep doing it like forever. So, well, now- you,
1: you've been giving me the most amazing. I mean, in fact, probably you have been the person that's kept me kept me on it because. Well, you've got such a huge following anyway, so you're doing it right. So, for somebody that's doing it right, to say actually you're doing it right. Then that gives me a confidence to keep going, and I think you know what? I don't care if I look daft in front of the camera. I'm going to give it some of this. Yes, and, because And you never who look cares? daft?
0: You always look amazing. <laughs> I love you. I love it when you do little like accents and little costumes. But wait, but now your book. We have to talk about your book because oh, now God, we actually so do it. have to like warm up for my like <laughs> thing tonight. So I have to get going. But your book is. Sizzle and Drizzle.
1: It's out next Friday. Week today. Publishing was day
0: is next Friday. Next Friday.
1: And I was hoping I'd have a, like a little copy to bring you, but I'm going to post you one. and one for your mum. And um, but Jonathan Please. wrote... I want phone. it signed. I oh, yes. Sign AA. AA. And, and my mum too. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I wanted to bring my over the top, so you could sign it for me. and I've forgotten it. I've oh it no! i, I think finished I might reading have one.
0: it. I might have one somewhere I can sign. Well, anyway, anyway, we'll. But I'll send you time. one. You yeah, send yeah. me one of yours. I'll yeah, send you yeah. one of mine.
1: And um, but that book has been there. I mean, talk about a story, Jonathan. I mean, we even had a, a, a sort of video chat about. And I said, Jonathan, I cannot get a publisher. I can And he said, Look, I'll let me have a word with my publisher. I said, No, I'm going to do it. Something instinctive tells me I'm going to do it myself. It's not out yet, and I'm on a second reprint. Oh, so I'm On a second reprint? reprint. So, oh no, yeah, so I'm dead chuffed. I'm not oh, talking Oh, I cannot things.
0: wait. We, but can people get an America on Amazon? I've, been, I've
1: told I'm going to sign it and personalize it and post it to Oh, me. yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm going to post more you I've got more U.S. followers, which is thanks to you, um, than I have. But the followers are great. They say, JVN sent me here, and I'm going nowhere
0: your drive and your focus is just so amazing and your talent is so incredible and your energy is so incredible i think the only thing that is not even missing but i could just like use more of in your insta in your twitter is just like even more of you like even more i love all the things i learned i just want like more of don't you play the piano (laughs) I could learn. Yeah. I'll do it. Learn Maybe, like, learn something. And just, I just, like, want to see more. I'm, I'm really into your style. I really love how you carry yourself. It's very... It's just really confident and beautiful. And I think people always tell me, like, one thing they like I was like, you know, the comfort that I have in my skin. And there... You have that. I think that is something I've always been attracted to in you is you are, like, comfortable. At least it seems so, that you're comfortable and confident in your skin. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't, I, I don't think I'm a... I, I don't ever... Think I've been jealous of anybody. You feel envy for what someone may be able to do, or somebody has a certain skill or whatever, um, and you think, God, I'd really like to be able to do that. But on the whole. I'm all right. And you own. just have you
0: just have a lovely I also love your working out content when you do working uh, out content. That could be the other thing that you do. Maybe that's like maybe that's what I need more of. But
1: I'm knackered. I can't do it, you know. I I, I make it look as though I Whatever your do version it.
0: is. Okay, Ray's <laughs> like freaking out. We have to go. Um Nancy, I love you so much. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for coming and giving I can't me your wait time. For tonight It's gonna be so much fun. I love you so much, I can't wait to read the book. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guest this week was Nancy Burt Whistle. You'll find links to her work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curious with JBN. Our theme music is "Freak" by Quinn. Thank you so much, Quinn, for letting us use your gorgeous song. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend and show them how to subscribe, honey. Getting Curious is produced by me, Julie Carrillo, Ray Ellis, Harry Nelson, and Colin Anderson, with special guest bookings by Mary O'Hara.